little baby angels. Welcome back to Angels Anonymous, the podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa. I am a 25-year-old ex-professional dancer. Now I'm a certified yoga instructor and integrative health coach in recovery who shares vulnerably about my struggles with addiction to pretty much anything and everything, including body image, food, relationships, comparison, and so much more. Through an open-minded perspective, I share how you can overcome your struggles and finally feel like you're enough. Welcome back to another episode. If you're new here, hi, I love you. I hope you're going to love me too. (laughs) Recovering people pleaser in me. And if you've been along with me along my journey, I don't even know what I'm saying already. If you've been along the ride with me, along for the ride, what in the fuck? You know what I'm saying. Thanks. I love you. Thanks for being here. I hope I've been there for you too in some way, whether it's through this podcast or in person or DM or whatever. You know, I'm always a DM away. I don't know why I'm saying this at the beginning, but I'm just, I guess, feel called to let you know that you can rely on me because the energy lately has been whack. I don't even know what's going on. I mean, I do. So I want to get into it because I feel this pull, this calling to talk more about astrology. I'm planning to study an astrology course and bring more chart reading and understanding your planets, the signs that are in your chart and the house and the planet that rules your chart. I don't even know what any of that means, but I want to bring more of that into my coaching. So that's my plan this year is to kind of like dive back into myself, invest in myself, learn, invest in an astrology course. And then bring that back into my coaching. So my coaching has been not stagnant, but I just don't feel lit up or energized to promote or push out any new offerings or content, if that makes sense. I have been talking to a couple girlfriends about this of how I felt like 2018 to 2021 were these formative years of education and learning for me. I got my 200-hour yoga teacher training back then. I invested in so much extra um, studies with teaching and managing at the yoga studio and like was literally my whole world was yoga and philosophy and it was so amazing. That really formed my spirituality and the way that I look at the world now is a lot of it is because of that choice of leaving college, of choosing the path less traveled, the more unconventional route and doing that for myself. And then I was like, okay, yoga and moving your body. Yes, it feels really good, but I had other health issues with my autoimmune. Go back and listen to, I don't know what episode it's on, but you're just going to have to go back and listen to all the episodes to find which episode I talked about my autoimmune disorder because I realized that a lot of intense yoga, a lot of heat, a lot of stress on my body, there's a fine balance and my body happens to be a lot more sensitive. So I realized, okay, yoga can make you feel good, but like what about digestion issues? What about autoimmune? What about all these underlying things that you know, moving and sweating can't fix. That's when I learned about Ayurveda, which is the sister science of yoga. And a lot of my integrative health coaching course through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition taught me about these holistic nutritional healing theories that I really implement in my own life and in my coaching now. But it just feels like, I don't know, I know I have a lot of 
skill and value to offer people but I just feel stagnant in my own teachings and like guidance even though I'm here to just you know be a space to ask questions and whatever I just feel like my direction is changing and I think that has a lot to do with this mercury retrograde energy this full moon and cancer energy um the angels got together for an in-person yoga journaling and conversation night ritual for the full moon on Sunday because I was home in Minnesota and we zoomed in three girls who are out of state or couldn't make it and it was so beautiful and like just refreshing to remember how good it feels to tune in with the moon and like know what's going on and validate the way I've been feeling because I've been feeling I was saying last night stuck as fuck and that has a lot to do with the mercury and retrograde energy I know you all have heard about it in you know pop culture astrology and my co-workers joke about mercury's in Gatorade and I think it's now become this joke almost or this thing that we mock I literally have a shirt that says Mercury's in retrograde or something so it's very well known which means that there's something you know behind that it's yes it might be ridiculed or joked about but if it's that well known obviously something's in the air or even with the full moon people at the hospital say it is for sure the most weird the most eventful the most wild night of the year of the month is when there's full moons so There's something behind the patterns and the stars and the planets and how that affects us. Um, So with this Mercury in retrograde, a lot of communication issues. I heard that for the sign of cancer especially, I don't know, that's just what I pay attention to because that's my sun and moon, that exes were going to come back and two of my exes have circled back, which is really interesting and funny because sometimes you see messages like that and for me, I saw that message and kind of just like brushed it off, forgot about it. And then it actually happened and you're like, what the fuck? Or when you're listening, I don't know about you, but I love tarot on TikTok. That's also something I really intend to learn more about this year is like how to actually read and look at like the eight of wands and be like, oh my God, this is what this means about your love life or your career. Like I just, I'm infatuated by these readings because it makes me feel seen. It makes me feel like I have a blueprint, a pathway to follow down or like, some more insight to something that I might have anxiety about or I'm wondering about it just like soothes me you know and yes it is an external soother and there is a fine balance of like okay how addicted am I to this tarot tiktok and when am I gonna pivot and shift my focus inward to my own intuition and soothe myself type of a thing but whatever helps get you through I mean if that's my coping skill versus like compulsive shopping or binge eating like hey I'm doing okay (laughs) Anyways, so Mercury in retrograde, they said exes would be coming back. Communication is always fucked up. Technology is fucked up. Like just blips in your everyday life that kind of set you back. They say to double check everything, to plan ahead, to get places early because there's going to be things that fuck with your daily routine. Like I've been leaving my purse places lately. Um, just like bonking my legs or my body on shit, just little things every single day that I feel like are happening more than usual and you can hear it in my voice already, but I'm like gritting my teeth because it pisses me the fuck off. But 
to know that Mercury is in retrograde and to expect these things to happen, not to like wait for them and be in fear of it and look out for them and be on the lookout, but just like be aware of it in the moment when those things happen. It's it's kind of just like, oh, brush it off your shoulder. Oh yeah, I kind of planned for this. I knew it was going to happen. Mercury's in retrograde. Like instead of getting all pissed off about it and letting it ruin my day, that's kind of the perspective I've been having. Um, but funny it because... I knew I was forewarned that my exes would come back and there are periods in my life where I am so solid on my boundaries. I stick to them. I don't have any room for fuckwithable energy. Like do not fuck with me type of energy. And I feel like that was the focus, the energy that I embodied in my first year of sobriety off and on. Like I really took that healing seriously, not dating, working with my therapist. I really wanted to get a grip on my anxious attachment style and some inner child childhood trauma, like diving into that. And I knew I didn't have room for people that were fucking with me. I wasn't looking for something, wasn't looking for anything serious I knew my heart wasn't open to it and frankly the universe wasn't sending me anyone like it was literally crickets in the world of boys so I was like you know what this must be my time to focus on myself focus on the podcast focus on my business focus on what it is that I want to do who I want to be and I feel like I made a lot of traction in that oh going back to like 2018 to 2022 that was where I spent a lot or 2021 where I spent a lot of my time studying and then 2022 in this last year I feel like I really took action like I got sober um I think I got sober in 2021 yeah because it's been 18 months I just had my 18 months sobriety date on January 6th. So yay me. But I took action. Like I've been, I had been doing so much journaling and inventory. Like I know I need to get sober, journaling, manifesting, full moon, new moon rituals, just like trying to pray and connect and manifest the this reality for me and now I'm embodying it and same thing with my podcast same thing with social media content creation putting myself out there there were so many things that I dreamed of doing and now I feel like I purged everything out that I had on my heart that I was literally it would keep me up at night that I wanted to share so bad I felt this calling like my voice matters my story needs to be shared and it has been so healing for me to let you all know about like my past with my ex from high school and like cheating on him and my history my journey with substance abuse my eating disorder like I feel really seen and understood and the beauty of a podcast is is it's so mutually beneficial so if you feel like you have a story like you have something that you want to share please do it because we all have a story we've all been through shit and we all have people that could relate to what we have to say so even if you don't think you're an eloquent speaker even if you don't think like what you have to say matters it really does and you'll know if you feel the calling. I feel like I've said this in the last episode. I don't even remember what I talk about anymore. Let go of doubting yourself. Like it is time to trust yourself and just take the messy action. Um, Like my friend said, Rose, she was like, done is better than perfect. And I love that. I think it's so true. I think that's why I've gotten to where I've gotten to is because I don't have an overly curated or aesthetically like visual plan 
I don't even know if what I'm saying is making sense. I don't look at things through like a very artistic business, like cohesive mindset. I literally just create to create farts, burps, and all like all of my TikTok and social media, Instagram content creation is like so scattered and randomly created. Sometimes I take a little bit more time, but it's usually pretty in the moment. And that's what I like best. That's what I've learned works for me. And so I've strayed away from the aesthetic stuff because that's not how my brain works and I'm not going to try to fit myself into that box but I think where I really benefit is that I enjoy the whole done is better than perfect I don't want it to be perfect I honestly don't have the energy to like mull over a piece of content or a podcast or like a caption to make sure it looks and sounds just right I'm like I literally don't give a fuck at this point and once you start flexing that muscle of sharing and putting yourself out there it becomes so second nature and then all of a sudden you're embodying this version of yourself that you once were so scared of being so scared of being seen in that way and now all of these people that I don't even know know my truth and it's the most freeing experience I've ever had so it's been a blessing to do this podcast and I plan to keep doing it who knows what it's gonna look like how it's gonna pivot I really don't know I just know that this is like literally a verbal journal for me and it is for me right like selfishly it is for me to express my truth to follow my dharma my calling my purpose on the same side or the different side of that same coin is It's here to benefit you, to enjoy, to consume conscious and energizing high vibe content um, that's real and that's raw and that's authentic that you can relate to and feel like, yeah, I'm fucking going through that too. So I think this year, instead of like, okay, I'm going to revamp my website and put this offering out there and work with these clients and this is my goals for my business, I really just want to take time to invest in myself again and study and it doesn't have to be black and white. What I've started to tell myself and realize is it can be great, right? I can still create on the podcast, but this is now a structure Um, something in the 3D that I already have created that I just can continue on versus like starting a new virtual community, a new podcast, a new this. Like I'm learning how to be content with keeping things that I've already created instead of constantly having to have new people in my life, new followers, new this, new that. Like can I continue to be consistent with the things that I've already made? Let what what wants to fall away and what wants to, you know, shed, let that shed, let that die so that more things can have space to come through the universe can have more space to work through me you know clearing that energy letting it go that's why yoga is so important that's why breath work and energy healing taking action on the things you feel called to do is so important because if you don't fucking record that podcast episode and get it out there you're literally bogging down the channel like think about if you have a million tabs open on your computer you're bogging down like your mental computer because you're not closing any tabs by like letting that action and that thought get out into the universe once you put it out there and let it go and it's not yours anymore it's not in your head you create the space you like close the tab for your channel for messages from the universe new ideas more inspiration to come through so if you're feeling bogged down and not inspired right now it's probably because it's either time for you to like rest and tap into joy more tap into things that fill you up and serve yourself more than like serving other people I know that's a message for me but it also could be the message that like you're sitting on a bunch of fucking gold right now and you're not putting it out there whatever it is you know if you're that person you know I'm talking to 
Um, so that's just kind of my mindset with going into this new year. I also feel like with this full moon in cancer that's going on, it's feeling very much like a new moon energy, which is more introverted, more restorative, more yin instead of yang. Yang is like sun, fiery energy, uh, the white in the yin and yang side. So like the light side and the yin is the dark, the um, feminine energy, the more, like I said, restorative and like nurturing, cocooning energy. And cancer is more yin energy. Cancer is a water sign. It's more tied in with the moon actually, um, and our emotions. So this full moon feels more like coming home to ourselves and nurturing ourselves than it does fiery and like celebrating the end of a cycle it feels more like a new beginning and time to take inventory of how this last year went or how this last six months went um and really just like rest and ask yourself do I feel safe to come home to myself do I feel like at home in my own body I know I really struggle with that of coming home to myself just breath by breath, moment by moment. I I have a lot of anxiety. I'm up in my head a lot of the time. I think I need to, I think I'm addicted to anxiety and stress because that's what motivates me to get things done and therefore makes me feel like I'm productive, like I'm worthy, like I'm moving forward in society. But this full moon in cancer is teaching us that we are growing and evolving beings just by being. Like, Our body has been growing without us forcing ourselves into a new year, into a new age, into like a new length of hair or whatever it is. Like we're always growing and changing. So are our cells constantly renewing and dying off. So just by breathing, just by existing, we're not stagnant, right? Like we are very dynamic, moving, growing, evolving beings. And so this this lesson, this message is, can you allow yourself the stillness, the space, those practices? And honestly, it's still taking action, right? Going to sit and meditate is like, I'm choosing that action to go sit. I have to choose an action to be, whether it's like taking a bath or journaling or going for a walk with no music or whatever it is that helps like this uh, the self-care rituals that help you feel nourished and refreshed that help you feel recharged those are the actions of being and that's what the full moon in cancer is asking us to do is tap back into those actions that we can most easily access that feel safe enough for us to tap into. Maybe you can't sit for 30 minutes of meditation right now, but maybe you can tap into yourself first thing in the morning for two minutes before you check your phone. What's a realistic goal, focus, self-care practice that's nourishing and recharging for you that you can start to add in? Maybe pause it, maybe write it down in your phone. Take some time to reflect on that. Some things that I wrote down in, we did our journal prompts last night for the full moon and that was one of our questions was what self-care rituals help nourish and refresh me? I'll give you some ideas. Like I already said, baths, meditating, journaling, tarot readings, cooking for myself, being present with people that light me up and inspire me, breath work, learning through podcasts, courses, etc., adventure, snowboarding, hiking, dancing, conscious creation and consumption. I think just being more mindful 
and present in the moment in general, but that's such a vague thing. So those activities can help bring me out of my head and into my body and in more of a joyful, creative, authentic vibration for me rather than fight or flight, stressed out, logic mode. That's not like my natural inherent state of being. I think it's more of that free flow, fun, dancey energy. So how can I tap into that? Even if day to day, I'm still grinding the grind, still working to pay my bills. Again, it's not black and white. It's not like we have to go quit our jobs and sit for 24 hours a day meditating to tap into our intuition and get new inspiration. It's like, how can these things add up over time to make us feel more safe in our bodies, to make us feel like we can come home to ourselves? And I'm preaching to the choir because one of my like messages, I pulled a tarot card last night, again, in our full moon circle, we all pulled a card at the end. And mine was basically telling me like, you have been putting way too much like guidance and healing energy into other people and you need to put it back into yourself. So it's basically saying like, take your own advice for me. I get to be more conscious of what are the ways that I can get out of that nervous, anxious, addictive energy of constantly scrolling on TikTok or going on a social media app to soothe my temporary anxiety how can I get like the actual fix how can I actually scratch the itch instead of I don't know I don't know what a smaller version of scratching the itch would be but you get what I'm saying so I get to embody I get to learn how to feel like it's okay like it's safe to be at home in my body and I wrote down to one of our other questions for the full moon gathering was how do I want to feel this year feel the vibration of these words I want to feel content connected in flow fulfilled in love complete and whole all of those words have a similar vibration of a flat line but in the most fulfilling way like it's like contentment is just like peace And not the high and low of like happy and excited and sad and like I want to feel something. And I feel like that's my addict mind. But my my wise mind, my soul, my heart space is like, no, I just want to feel at home in my body. I just want to feel connected and content. And when I said in love, I immediately was like, oh, why did I write that? Like, of course I want to be in love. I'm like so obsessed, hopeless, romantic with relationships. But being in love is so much more than being in love with someone. Being in love with life, with myself. Being in love with myself does not replace the desire to share in partnership, share love and that physical connection, that emotion and energetic connection. Of course, one body cannot replace the desire for ha- for sharing in partnership. We Sometimes we just like, no matter how much we try to fulfill our own needs, we can't fully do it. But when we attempt to, when we are in the practice of doing that, of choosing that I am whole, that's what I believe. I'm complete. I am the one I am becoming. I am in the process of being the one that I want to attract and I am being choosy with my words of like the one that I'm looking for the one that I'm gonna find someday because I don't want to be in the search I attract right what we don't chase we attract what we don't grasp for comes to us 
I know I said that in the last episode too, I'm pretty sure, but it just, it keeps ringing true for me. This like abundant, whole, attractive, magnetic energy. And I don't know if I've said this before too, but think about it (laughs) in these terms, the egg, like sperm and egg, the egg just sits there. The sperm are all like swimming and fighting and competing. One little sperm makes it with the egg and that's how a baby is conceived, right? So the egg is just chilling. The feminine, the divine feminine is just sitting in her power, owning her shit, being a beautifully bad bitch. I don't even know if I like to say bad bitch either, but like being a beautifully empowered and embodied, amazing beam of light. She's not chasing. She's not grasping. She's still owning her her path, whatever it is. I'm still taking divine aligned action, but I don't need to be in this like masculine hustle and grind. I'm going to go find the guy. I'm going to go on all these dating apps. It's just like, I'm sick of chasing. I'm sick of that graspy energy. So I really want to sit in my power and like be content, just be at peace. Like I envision myself like the empress card in the tarot sitting in my throne, just thriving. What it looks like for me in this chapter of the Mercury in retrograde of the full moon in Cancer is, can I just sit with myself enough to create this space to stop doing, to stop chasing and give myself enough space to to, to close the mental tabs on my computer, right? Like to clear out the bogging down of my channel so that new inspiration, new ideas, that next step can authentically and magically flow through me. That's why we have the best ideas in the showers because we finally have the space to stop thinking and being on fight or flight automatic. I need to find the solution. When you, Whenever you think of something super hard and you can't think of like what you're trying to remember, a thought that you had, something that you forgot – When you finally have a second to just like pivot your focus, that's when the thing comes. That's how I want to live my life right now is can I just be content with where I'm at right this second and not worry about what other people are thinking. Even I was home last week and I felt like I started having this crisis partially because of the Mercury and retrograde energy, but I think it was coming up too. These conversations were coming up because of the energy that's going on where people are asking me, you know, what do you plan to do with your health coaching? Do you want to do it more full time? What is it? And I'm finding myself having to explain what I do and what I want to do and where I want to go to people and how long I want to be in Colorado. I'm like, I don't have a fucking clue. I did not think six months ago I was going to be serving full time, making my paying my bills that way. I did not think I would have signed a lease to a studio apartment like I I dreamed of these things of like having more financial abundance having more structure in my career and living by myself but I did not think it would come this soon and I didn't I didn't have a plan or a time frame I just like put my focus on it and ask the universe for it and in different ways of just like talking about it to people and journaling about it and then I kind of just like kept living life and once I felt that fire to take action or to do something different, I did it. And I remember looking back at my TikTok videos of like, I don't have the energy to even work. Like I'm like working part-time at a coffee shop, barely making any money. I'm probably going to have to go back to the serving industry to like make more money, blah, blah, blah. And then one day I was just on LinkedIn. I finally took the action, applied somewhere, got the job and I love it. You know, it's definitely a grind. It's energetically taxing, but sometimes when things are, um, when things take energy from you, they also energize you. Like going to the gym is very stressful on the body. It takes a lot of energy from us, but when we're in a, 
aligned place, when we've slept enough, when we're in a place where our bodies are ready to exert that energy and we know we're capable of it, then we end up feeling energized from it. And I think that's the same thing for me with my career right now is like, yeah, I'm grinding, like doing doubles on the weekends and working all weekend, but it just feels right for me right now and is giving me the mental space to open myself to what's next, not to grind, to search for, to think about, to scarcity my way to like finding more clients and maybe that grind will come, right? Maybe the time will come where I'm like passing out my business cards to coffee shops and doing whatever you need to do to get yourself out there and create your business, follow your passions. But right now is just like not that moment and I need some time to rest, to nurture, to come back home to my body, to myself and just like I don't know, love on myself the way that I would want to be loved by a partner so that I can let the universe know like I'm ready, I'm willing, I'm open to receiving this energy in whatever form that you want to gift to me, whether it's in the form of a lover, in the form of another job that has more financial freedom or a different opportunity, who knows? Like we don't have to go searching for these things. They literally come to us, I promise you. I think that's really all I have with the energy like Mercury in retrograde, just feeling stuck in general, and then the full moon feeling more like a new moon. I also got my period this week, and so it was just more emotional, and I've been feeling foggy and confused. So if you're feeling that, you're not alone. Uh, I would say go on go on um tiktok if you want to find a little tarot reading to inspire you or you could go on youtube and look up like tarot reading january 2023 for your sun sign and just see what comes up see what you attract and maybe it'll give you some inspiration some clarity some aha moments to give you guidance and if you do have a tarot deck pull a card and you can just ask like what do i need to know right now or sometimes i look on pinterest and look up like reading for clarity and it'll tell you like three or four different cards. Where have I been? Where am I going? What do I need to know? Like, and then you just intuitively put your energy into it, shuffle around. There's no wrong energy. There's no wrong focus. And then just see if you want to pick a card from the top, if you want to pull one out, if one flies out, you just, you'll know. And that helps. I think those practices help you sharpen your relationship and connection to your intuition. So that's Um, One way that I really love to get clarity in my life that's not like action or grind based. It's just like a fun, more high vibrational way to consume some content or some inspiration. And then the last thing I want to talk about is blocking. I have said before, blocking exes is literally a hobby of mine. And I've had an opportunity to look into this more closely lately because I had one of my not exes necessarily, but a guy from the past that I had blocked on everything come back to the surface. He didn't have Instagram and literally like re-downloaded it after years to reach out to me. And of course, I was, I'm like post six month situationship, like wanting a rebound at this point because I'm just you know, grieving the initial withdrawal phase of not having him, not talking to him, like no connection, no communication at all. And this guy from the past and I ended on kind of a rocky note. So I messaged him and was like, ballsy follow. And then he was like, yeah, but it was, you know, I figured it would be worth it. So we talked a little bit on Instagram and then I ended up being like, 
I'm going to be home next week. Like maybe I can see you for a night. And I knew that that was toxic. I knew I had a warning sign from the universe that your exes are going to come back. And I know that exes or people from the past can come back as a test from the universe to see like, are you strong enough to hold your boundaries? Are you strong enough to say no to a temporary filler or like temporary satisfaction, a temporary dopamine or like you know, love hormone hit to create the space for the actual prize to come in. And sometimes I have mastered this. I'm like, I fucking see the lesson. Nope, not giving in. But this one just like really left me uneasy. And I I couldn't tell if my intuition, like I could feel some guilt there. And I knew my intuition was like, eh, not the best idea, but I did not want to listen to her. And I just was in kind of this fuck it mindset of like, I'm going to learn the lesson either way eventually, whether it's a roundabout way of seeing him once or twice or not seeing him at all. But it just felt like the right thing to do for me, whether I was feeding into my ego or my anxious attachment or needing some, my addictive mindset. I don't know, but I don't regret seeing him at all. And what I learned from seeing him was... (sighs) I think as an anxious, I assume that all avoidant attachments, people who have avoidant attachment, don't have any feelings because they retract and they pull away in a way where I feel like they don't care at all. They never cared. They were never interested in me, even if they expressed with their words, like, I cared about you. I felt this way about you. Like, I think it's something in my unworthiness and a mixture of like that core wound of feeling unworthy of love or I'm unloved, I'm unlovable mixed with my anxious attachment style that I literally just like don't believe that someone could be hung up on me and feel feel the feels for me. So this guy was like, yeah, you hurt me bad. Like I literally cried in my car after the last time I saw you when you left, like I cried in my car and he said that he cried multiple times tried to text me multiple times and I blocked his ass because he said one thing that pissed me off that rubbed me the wrong way and I honestly think I was just looking for something at that point to block him to protect my own energy and just like out of sight out of mind move forward and what I realized is yes I do believe that blocking is healthy and it can be mature and it can be a really strong boundary for Uh, especially people with anxious attachment style to just like cut the cord and move forward. I don't know how people stay in, keep open channels with their exes and not think every day like, why aren't they texting me? Why the fuck haven't they reached out? Why don't they want me back? Like my OG ex from high school is still blocked on everything because I still have that part of me that wonders like, I wonder if he ever texted me and was like, I miss you. I fucked up, but I don't want to know because I don't want to be pulled back into that. But I also don't want to know because if he didn't, then it just makes me wonder like, what the fuck? Why was I not... It makes me feel unlovable. Like, how could you never have came back around and been like, hey, I fucked up. I miss you. And so with this guy from the past, the most recent one, yes, it was validating. Even though I blocked him, like, he still found a way. And so my ego was definitely stroked by that. But I think the growth lesson or the benefit in this was for me to realize, like, yeah, I can still block people if I need to protect my energy and move forward. That's probably what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm probably not going to stop blocking people if I feel like that's what I need to do. But I also am realizing that by blocking someone, I'm, I'm dissociating a lot. 
like a lot, a lot. I deleted all of our texts. I don't have any pictures. I don't have any memories left with him. And I know that's healthy for me because I'm someone who has a really hard time letting go of the past. But when I was with him, I st- things and memories and like, I don't know, just little like qualities about him that I completely forgot about started coming back to my memory. It was like my brain was thawing out from this period of like being frozen, of completely freezing and forgetting about all of the memories, all of the feelings I had for this guy. And <laughs> what I thought was just going to be like a fun rebound, like temporary entertainment for a night really turned into like me realizing how much I do care about this person and how much he cares about me and how real of a person he really is with real emotions. I know this sounds like stupid or whatever, but it's true. I realized that he, I genuinely hurt this guy and like he genuinely had feelings for me and it's not like I think I'm the only girl in the world he's ever gonna have feelings for or whatever, but it just made me realize like, okay, yeah, blocking is one option, is one avenue, but is there other opportunities for me to move forward and protect my energy without hurting someone like that? But looking back, like I don't regret it because I think we both needed that time apart for me to heal and let go and like forgive. Because when I saw him again, I was like, I don't even remember what I said to you the last time that I said goodbye to you or when I blocked you. I don't even remember what I was mad at. And he told me things that I said about him being emotionally immature and um, selfish and like all these things that really stuck with him and hurt him. And I was just doing that to protect myself and like be strong and convince myself like this wasn't a good idea to keep communication open so I just said all these things because I was hurt and he wasn't in a place where he could give me what I wanted so I don't know it just made me realize that sometimes I don't need to criminalize I don't know if that's the word I want to use demonize the guy in the situation, I tend to do that. I tend to, at the end especially, victimize myself and then put on this filter. It's almost like the opposite of rose-colored glasses, like looking back and thinking how much anxiety I had in the relationship and how shitty it was and what they said and what they did and what they couldn't give to me and how emotionally unstable and immature and unavailable they are. And yeah, that might be true, But also, I had a lot of feelings for this person. I completely dissociated and convinced myself that it was literally never real and it was just some fuckboy I talked to for a week and I didn't actually have any feelings for him, but that's not true. (laughs) There was way more to the story than that. It all came flooding back to me when I spent time with him. So, I don't think anything's going to come of it. We obviously live in different places and there's other factors of why it's just not aligning time, life circumstances, uh, a lot of things. But I think some things I learned from being able to enjoy his company was don't be sad it's over. Be glad that it happened. Like I found myself really sad as I was leaving, driving in the car just to like my next place that I had to go today. And I'm like, no, be glad that it was such a happy interaction that like we got to spend two full nights together that were really energizing. I got to feel a lot of love and a lot of appreciation and affection and like sometimes the most beautiful things 
are temporary sometimes sometimes things are meant to last longer he also said like some people come into your life for a season a reason or a lifetime which I love and hate that quote <laughs> because it's like when it's when it doesn't go my way I'm like oh yeah you're just here for a season and a reason good it's freaking cool like where's my freaking lifetime person it's myself jokes on me it just made me realize too that I can appreciate something and enjoy it and be grateful for it even if it's not mine to keep even if I don't know and don't have certainty on what the future holds or if he has anything to offer me other than just that experience and that's where I've really struggled in relationships is I get caught up on what's next with my last situationship I started feeling insecure and like the straw that broke the camel's back in our relationship was me feeling like I don't have the security for what's next I don't have uh the label that I want you to give me of calling you my boyfriend so I can prove to myself prove to other people that this thing I have it and that's what makes me feel content and secure is the fact that I have it it's like we don't ever really nothing's ever really ours I've learned a lot of this philosophy or mindset from yoga, but like even the clothes I own, even this body that I'm in is not mine. I'm just like occupying the space for a temporary time. I don't know. Like I didn't create, I didn't, yes, I did. Like my soul chose and created this reality for myself. I don't really own anything besides being in my soul, the energy that I am. And I know a lot of yogis and philosophers are like, monks or whatever end up like selling all their belongings Wayne Dyer is one of my favorite guys ever go listen to a YouTube video of his if you've never heard of him um but he at one point like got rid of all of his belongings and went to Maui and just proved to himself like I don't need any of these material things or belongings or people to prove to me that I'm a worthy human being like I don't need these things to identify myself with or to make up my identity I am I'm the energy I am everything and nothing at the same time I'm getting a really woo-woo here, but I'm just trying to say that like, why do I struggle with things feeling satisfying only when it's mine, right? Like we want the shirt, we want the coat, we want the laptop, the phone, whatever. Like we want it to be mine, mine, mine. We want to consume, we want to own. And then once you own it, it's like, I don't really care about it. So it's, I think it's part of that chase and that addictive cycle or mindset. So that's really like what I want to break because Again, I know that things happened the way that they did for a reason. I couldn't help the way that I felt with the anxiety and the need for security in that label. I know a lot of relationship coaches on social media say like if you're in a situationship that the guy doesn't want to give you a label and he, if he's just like basically fucking with you, then you need to walk away. But I think there's more nuance in that. And I think that rarely ever, if ever, going to be two people that are on the same space in their healing journey and aligned and can give each other equally like what they need and deserve I think there's always going to be someone who's a little more anxious a little more avoidant even if they're both secure attachment like it's a it's a spectrum you can shift you can have moments we all have triggers we all have childhood trauma so there's going to be times where those things those triggers those challenges come up we're also going to go through hard things in life both together and separately so how does the balance all shake out it's not like a tick for attack of I'm going to support you for a month when you're down and out and then the next time I'm down and out then you better owe me for a month like 
there's no guidebook, there's no measurement of how to tell if your relationship's in balance and if you're giving and receiving equally, but I think it's just something you feel. For me, my last situationship just felt out of balance and I couldn't help it and maybe there's more for me to learn with my anxious attachment and he did give me a lot of you know, security in his words and in his actions and in his desire to want to be with me. He just needed more time and I couldn't give that to him. And same with this last guy that the ex or I guess guy that I talked to that came back around. The reason I ended up blocking him is because he was like, I need more time. And I was like, well, I deserve someone who's sure of me, who doesn't need more time to consider if like they want me or not. Like I'm not just some option. And I just got like super fucking triggered and knew I wanted to cut him off anyways. So I did. I blocked him. (laughs) And that's just how I protected myself. And that's how I continue to protect myself and my heart because I am so sensitive. But I've realized that avoidance actually do have very strong emotions and their emotions are real. And I I get to be more sensitive to that, but I also get to take care of myself first. And if that means blocking someone in the process and that hurts their feelings, then I don't know. I'm still for blocking. I think it's healthier to cut off communication with an ex than it is to like keep it open. I'm someone who struggles with addiction so much in terms of love too that I would constantly be checking their social medias. I would probably be checking my high school ex's social media to this day. Like I've definitely unblocked him before to creep and see what's new. Um, I just found out he has a new girlfriend or not so new girlfriend, but it's new to me. And I crept on her and I'm just like, what am I doing? But I think it's it's a natural part of being a human is like wondering what the people you've loved in the past are up to and I don't know why I think it's like a desire for control a need to a need to feel like you know what's going on and that helps us feel like we have more control but yeah blocking me just helps me let go blocking people I mean helps me let go of that control blocking guys helps me surrender to that and just like move forward and and heal even if I'm dissociating and not feeling in the process but that's why movement and energy and healing work is so important because even if you don't process exactly the thing that happened if you don't like directly look at it and like feel it and process it and keep the guy unblocked and have conversations with him to try to work through it or whatever like even through yoga or even a heart opening stretch or a workout or a journal prompt or a walk, you could end up crying and you don't really know what you're crying about or you're mad about or you're processing, but that's just how our body processes. We don't always need to know why about the emotion that we're feeling and just like let our let our body be a vessel to allow that emotion to move through. Those are my scattered rants on Mercury retrograde and the full moon and if you should block your exes or not. It's not bad. It's not good. It just is. It is what it is. It's complex. It's gray. There's a spectrum to everything. And that's, I think that's all I have to say for today. So if you have any more questions on situationships, on exes coming back, if your exes aren't coming back, that's fine. Doesn't mean you're unlovable or unworthy. Uh, My exes didn't come back until I stopped focusing on if they were going to come back and that came from therapy. So if you're feeling like, where the fuck are my guys? Like, why is she having all these guys come back into her life? Why am I not hot? And why am I not good enough? And like, you're looking for love. That's why it's not coming. It always comes to us when we're focusing on ourselves and our own passions and investing into ourselves. But 
also claiming and being open. I'm open to receiving love and I'm going to love myself the way that I want to be loved and I know it's coming in divine timing and I claim that boom, done, let it go and just watch the magic happen with a lot more processing and trauma work and therapy <laughs> sprinkled in the mix, right? To shift into the energy of attraction, attracting what we desire. We got to clear out the trauma and the shit first and not do it during Mer- Mercury retrograde. Don't make any big decisions if you don't have to. If you do have to, pull a tarot card about it or something to give you a little bit more guidance or go even see like a medium or, or an astrologer. I think external support and guidance is can be very helpful. Okay, that's all I have. I love you. Have a beautiful day, night, week and come to our Sunday hangout. DM me on Instagram or email me or however you can reach me. If you want to join Sundays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we just hang out and chat for an hour, sometimes about a topic, sometimes about the podcast of the week, sometimes about life. That's all I got. Goodbye.